Hello, love. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I thank you for being you. I thank you for showing up. And I thank you for being on, like an authentic person in whatever way that means for you in this moment. Um, I'm here with my friend, Wynn. And there might be some goat... <laughs> yeah. yeah, we also have an extra guest. Uh, this is Daisy. Hi, you want to say something? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So there'd be some goat noises. There's some dog noises. We're in the back pasture of the farm that we're working on. So it's, yeah, it's extra casual today. (laughs) Daisy says yes, too. Um, But I'll have you introduce yourself, and then we can just jump into, you had the, I'm going to have you start off with what you wanted to talk about. Okay, perfect. All right. Hello, I'm Wynn. Um, I am currently at this farm with Hallie, and it's super awesome. Um, and I'm super excited to be on this podcast. I had two ideas, um, and we'll see how they go. I haven't necessarily thought too much about them. Um, one is, there's an article called 37 Questions to Fall in Love or something like that. So I was thinking we could possibly do that. And then my other was we could interview each other, and I wrote down a few interview questions. (laughs) Um, so we'll see how those go. And I'm going to hand you back now. All right. Uh, do you just want to, do you want to do the interview questions yeah. first? Yeah. Like all right. They're um, not necessarily, they don't all go with each other. That's okay. Um, okay. I have two traveling ones, so those okay. go good. Um, do you plan to keep traveling forever or do you want to settle in your life? Ooh, I really have been loving the vagabond lifestyle, mm-hmm. like just moving from my hometown and skipping around. And Annie said the most beautifully poetic thing to me. She's like, you're like on a, oh, I forgot how she said it. It was... Oh, uh, religious pilgrimage. She's like, Hallie, you're like on a religious pilgrimage. That's so cool. Yeah, and I was like, what do you mean? And uh, she's like, yeah, when people... I thought the goat was eating a rock. I was like, oh my God, we're going to have to do the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> um, it's like when some people are on religious pilgrimages... Pilgrimages. pilgrimages. <laughs> yeah, that word. <laughs> they, um, they just stay at places and they don't bring food or money they just stay at places that they are given stuff and of course I have money you know because we live in capitalism we don't live in the time of people can get away with that um and you know I'm exchanging for work not like a religious being a speaker but um she's like yeah you just like you're bouncing around just like doing your own thing learning things and moving on and I'm like I really like that yeah That's so cool. yeah and I know that you and Maya kind of did that last year a little mm-hmm. bit and I love that too yeah, I feel like Annie has such a good perspective on that kind of stuff. I really want to know yeah. Annie's story because mm-hmm. I feel like there are so many interesting things. Like, I think yes. when someone can make such an astute observation, then they must mm. have lived through something interesting. Yes, yeah, she has a really cool story, so you definitely have to talk to her. Oh, no. Hi, buddy. And this one's P. Hi, P. <laughs> What's up? Hey, cool kid. Um, so, do you ever think that you would want to settle? Ah. <sighs> See, like I said, when we're walking mm-hmm. in that field, the idea right now, and this is so funny to say on the internet, but I'm just going to say it. The idea of falling in love with a cowboy right now that knows how to live off the land mm-hmm. is so attractive to me. And I am bi, so even if it was a cowgirl, I don't care. But somebody that knows how to live off the land that lives like that Western lifestyle out here. Oh, there's so many more there's, goats yeah. coming. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, sounds so nice, but I don't, it's like I want to get property. But I don't want to settle. I don't think mm-hmm. I ever will want to like settle down yeah. uh, completely because the world is so vast and wild and to stay in one place forever could not be me. But yeah. what about you? 
Ooh, I did not know it was going to turn around on me. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I can envision myself with a bunch of different lifestyles. Like, I could definitely envision myself settling down in a sense. Never, like, not, like, closing myself off from moving around. But um, I've gone back and forth quite a bit on the idea of, like, having kids or getting married and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because I think there's a lot to learn before that. <laughs> At least getting some puppy get if I can't. Whoa. Yeah. Goat licks. <laughs> Holy shit. Some goat licks right now. <laughs> um, anyway. So, I don't know. I, I'm still very undecided. And I think I will be undecided until something happens. Until I yeah. either settle down or never do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of okay with that. I think that if I had planned out what I want to do, then I would be a lot less satisfied with it. Because who I am right now is not probably who I'm going to be when I'm older. Yeah. I get that. So do you want kids in this lifetime? I think Mm -hmm. so. Okay. So I started talking about this and then I kind of forgot that I was saying Mm -hmm. this. I can definitely imagine myself having kids and being a mom and like, and I can imagine myself like staying home with them and being a stay at home mom. And I can also imagine myself working all the time and like trying to make time for my kids. Like, I can really imagine myself doing kind of, like, anything because I'm so unsure about it. Mm, yeah. Um, and I would want any of those lives, but I would also, at this point in my life, want a life where that wasn't the case. Like, I, I just, I don't know, I want a bunch of different things. And I, I like, I want to be able to live all of those and see. Mm. So, who knows? Yeah, and who's to say that you can't? Like, yeah. you can do everything. Like, we were just talking about this. Um... Yeah, that's really, really beautiful. And I, that's the thing too, is a lot of people are like, oh, I'll never settle down. And then something happens and they're, mm-hmm. you know, they settle down. But I remember having, like wanting the picket fence lifestyle. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's something that I think is very cliche mm-hmm. um, in my point of view. And it's like, but people, they go to college and then they settle down and they have kids and then their kids you have kids. And it's just like, I think that life is too grand to just do that, but mm-hmm. I guess if that's your life purpose, who am I to judge that? Who am I yeah. to say it's wrong or bad? And I remember, like, when I was uh, more religious, I was like, yeah, you know, all my family members that are, like, really religious are doing this, where they, their husband buys them big property, and mm-hmm. there's a picket fence, a white picket fence, you know, around, and they have a dog and some cats and some cattle, and they, you know, they go to church, and they have like four or five kids and I'm like wow that sounds really nice Mm -hmm. and then I realized that was not what I wanted to do at all it was only me falling into what sounded comfortable yeah and so that's what I'm like getting out of and then I decided I definitely don't want to go to college um or at least as of right now if I do go to college I would love to go for like herbalism Mm -hmm. um with some kind of like fun creative earth science bound but like not in the way of like I don't know how to explain blame going to school without it being capitalistic because it has to be yeah but like in a way where they're really in tune with the earth and I'm outside like I'm doing school but I'm on the grass mm-hmm. and I'm communicating with nature like that kind of schooling um and there's a yeah. college in Costa Rica and mm-hmm. I'm not sure who it's open to but it's mm-hmm. called earth university <gasps> and what? yeah it's really cool and mm-hmm. if <laughs> oh my gosh i talked to the person who owns it so mm-hmm. it would be really embarrassing if i got any of this wrong but basically what i understand from it is like you work on the farm but you also get like a really cool education oh. and it's in costa rica and it's yeah. like a super sustainable place and it's like for people who want to go into farming but also mm-hmm. want to like know academic stuff yeah um 
and I really loved hearing about that place. Mm. And the person who owns it is the sweetest man I've ever met in my entire life. Oh. And I met him in Costa Rica, so. Oh my god. Offering to look into if you're interested. I think you just gave me a connection. Yeah. There I think you go. that like definitely resonates deeply. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> of course. Um, even if you do mess up on like what it's about, it doesn't matter. Like people can look it up, you know. <laughs> true. True. I say this all the time, and some people I think they're gonna start rolling their eyes at it, but like we're human and we make mistakes and embracing being human and being messy is like gives so much weight off your shoulders mm-hmm. oh that, also when you oh wait sorry go ahead you're good. i was just gonna say did that goat just snore it was like or a little she, sneeze oh, okay i believe um okay. what you're saying about like kind of growing up with the religion and then mm. separating from that and um i feel like if i say having that dictate your lifestyle it sounds like it's a bad thing like that's in control but i mean like you that affected you and like that mm makes you think about living differently I feel like from my experience there's such a pendulum swing because it's like when people separate themselves from the well the religion that they grew up with it's like easy to go so far the other way and then I think it just kind of like swings and then you feel like a you get like a medium ground of like okay well this could be a fine lifestyle for me I definitely don't have to be like the exact opposite and some people will be and that's so fine Mm -hmm. um and perfect but um I just I like that like interesting fact that I've kind of picked up about people yeah I think you're right on that I definitely see that too the when you said that I was envisioning oh here comes another one I think this is dimple hi cutie <laughs> fern p zora I'm learning all the goats names there's like 50 on the farm um but yeah, the pendulum swing, it's like, yeah, people, yeah, they'll go, they'll say, fuck religion, so they'll go the opposite mm-hmm. atheist way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, atheist, right? Yeah, atheist yeah. is opposite of religion. Um, and then they'll kind of swing in the middle eventually. Mm-hmm. They'll see that, like, that's how I was in the beginning where I was really religious, and then I was talking to this guy, and he's like, I'm not religious at all. And I questioned him. I was like, mm-hmm. why, like, don't you believe in something, you know, higher power? And he's like no not really he was an atheist and I said well I do pray to God I think and now I realize it's like manifestation um what I was saying I would say like hi baby um it was just really interesting because so then I went from realizing how um hurtful religion can be Mm -hmm. in the in a very straightforward way so I hated on religion and now I'm circling back to calling the universe God and I don't think it's a big man in the sky but I think that you are God I am God the grass is God the goat is God because we are all an extension of the cosmos of the universe of the grand unfolding love story of all that we are and I'm circling back around so like I just told you that I went with Annie to a synagogue hey that's my water you're about to drink buddy um (laughs) you're talking to me (laughs) rude dimple do you have anything to say I wanted to pull the talk. <laughs> Which is that? Fern? Uh, yeah, that's Fern. Yeah, Fern just spoke a little bit. Um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, Annie and Cynical. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're good at circling back around. Damn, I can't. Um, yeah, so I went with one of our other friends on the farm named Annie, and um, she's Jewish, so I went to a synagogue with her because she invited me, and I was like, yes, I want to learn another perspective of religion that I've never experienced before, and it was a little bit like Christianity. Um, of course, you know, there's New Testament and Old Testament. I don't know all that stuff, but it goes with the Bible, but also in its own Torah way, and I also heard that you, your upbringing was Jewish, mm-hmm. yeah, 
so I'd love to hear your perspective on anything um and so I was like really curious about the Kabbalah so I started reading a little bit on the Kabbalah and I was listening to, to some podcast episodes on that and um anyhow like learning all about that and I really really loved some of the prayers and the chantings that I did there and then we did a really deep meditation and if you know Eckhart Tolle anybody in the audience do you know Eckhart Tolle it sounds so familiar uh, I'll have it to... a prayer? Uh, it's um he's an author oh. he's he's a I think he's from New Zealand or like Australia words. That's so funny. yeah <laughs> it's okay um and so Eckhart Tolle talks about how like we're not our thoughts but we're the observer of our thoughts and we think before we think and this rabbi he was so he turned on the lights low and there was like maybe 30 people in this whole synagogue very spread out so lights are down low and I'm just like in meditation and when you can't be on your phone and when the lights are low and everybody's silent and you know somebody starts talking about you're not your thoughts your mind starts spiraling you're like wait so who am I what am I and he's like so your heart is beating. Do you notice your heart? Do you notice your breath? You are not your breath and you are not your heart, but who are you? And he kept digging in. Who are you? Who are you? You are not your thoughts, but who are you? And it felt like I was like entering like psychedelic art almost. Mm-hmm. Like I was like shooting forward through like this time warp when I closed my eyes. And I like, that like really freaked me out in the beginning because being alone with your thoughts is terrifying. And so I really wanted to open my eyes and just like go on my phone, even though it cut. <laughs> Brandon's like, no, you did not. Yeah. You were in a religious setting. <laughs> yep. Um, and so I just sat through that, and then I got out of that meditation, and it was the most like peaceful ten minutes of my life for like like a year. I have not been able to sit there and meditate for such a long time, but I felt like I had to, and so it helped me. And it was so beautiful. So, like, we have so much hate for every religion. And then I met somebody at the the synagogue who's also Muslim, who's also uh, one other religion. He, like, goes to a lot of different places. Places? Whoa. My words are, like, losing. <laughs> my words are just leaving my mouth. Um, <laughs> he looked so shocked when I said that. He looked up like, I was like is this a new word? I don't know. that was so funny um so yeah that was it was so beautiful and so interesting so yeah don't shut yourself down to any religion i'm talking to the audience Mm -hmm. and it sounds like you're very open-minded to religion too in different ways and you were talking about you resonate a lot with buddhism Mm -hmm. um and i i do too and i thought that was beautiful but i want to hear your experience with your jewish upbringing if you want to speak about it yeah yeah i'm totally fine with that um i was never raised incredibly religiously i like would go to temples sometimes i would go to hebrew school um but we didn't really incorporate judaism into our lives like i don't really know um any of the main morals of it or really anything about it at this Mm -hmm. point um and which is interesting because my family did do you know what shabbat is yeah, yeah, okay. I went to a Shabbat ceremony. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, Shabbat is a Jewish holiday that happens every single Friday. Um, and basically, it starts when the first star appears in the sky, and you do blessings over wine, bread, and candles. And um, it's just something that, like, a lot of Jewish families participate in. Mm. Um, and so my family would do that, and we would put our own spin on it. So, like, we had a dog that used to howl at one word in a prayer, so we, like, hold that word or, like... 
um, long after the dog has passed. Or we oh. throw the hala, which is the bread that we eat, into each other's mouths. Um, oh. Not to symbolize anything, just because yeah. we think it's fun. Yeah. Um, and it's just a bunch of stuff like that where, like, we mm. make the religion our own, which I really appreciate. Like, I think if I don't... If I did have children, I don't. I wouldn't raise them religious. But mm-hmm. in the case that they would want to be religious, it would definitely be in that. I would. Yeah. I would encourage that sense of like, make it your own and mm-hmm. do with it what you would want to do with it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm definitely not <laughs> obviously a master in Buddhism, but I do listen to a podcast called Secular Buddhism with No No Roshetta, and he starts all of his podcasts with I'm going to paraphrase this but it's something like uh these these things that I tell you are not to make you a better Buddhist but to make you a better whatever you already are and so he's very encouraging of also people taking um everything they learn with them to apply it to their own lives and not necessarily like use the religious connotations of it or um feel like they have to abide by every single rule of it um and it's very free-flowing which is what I really appreciate about learning about Buddhism, um, and I definitely want to learn a lot more about it. Mm-hmm. I love that. That was, like, you speaking about that, and then when you said, like, embracing, I forgot how you said it. You, you said it. I don't know how to start <laughs> it's background okay. to it. Don't worry. But you were speaking, and then you were, you're making your bracelet, and then <laughs> yeah. the sun came out, and it's, like, reflecting through the trees, so there's, like, perfect cast of shadows on Aww. you, and then you're doing this, and I'm like, That's wow. so cute. That was so beautiful. Such, like, a... <laughs> peaceful moment it was meditation for yay me. I am so glad but I don't know how you said I I won't even circle back around that was just beautiful and yeah like that's oh, so many words are over religion over I'm right and you're wrong mm-hmm. and the one thing that I'm learning to embrace is even if what you do your actions don't make sense to me you're still allowed to feel what you feel but that means you have to make a lot of... Com- you have to also be compassionate for the way that I'm going to feel. Mm-hmm. And both storylines, both human feelings are allowed to be here at once. Mm-hmm. And we often think that, oh, only one storyline can be correct in this moment in time. But no, there can be multiple storylines that are incredibly correct. And if it makes sense to you, then it makes sense to you. Yeah, and it's true. Yeah. Like multiple truths. Right. Yeah, we're... I've been saying this a lot. I've been hearing this all over for the past like 50 days is we're multifaceted beings mm-hmm. and we're, I, it's not a word, but it makes sense to my brain. We're layerous, like we're like an onion. We have so many layers. And when I think about like any kind of healing in any kind of way, I think about like a big brick wall around our hearts and we go in with like a hammer and we're knocking it down. And then we go into that version of ourselves that's hurt and we give them a hug and we hold them by the hand. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you and that version of you is knocking down the next wall. Mm-hmm. And then you hold their hand and give them a hug. And then it's like a multi, like, and it's kind of like the Matisse painting where they're all swinging around yeah, in circles. Yeah, that's how kind of see healing. And um, I don't know where I was going with that, but for whatever reason, I felt like bringing that up. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But do you want to talk about any other questions on your list? Yes, I'd love to. Okay. Oh, I have a fun one. But first, this one, they're all fun. Okay. Um one of mine is what advice would you give to somebody who wants to solo travel but hasn't before because I think you're experiencing that um very personally and like Mm -hmm. you're you're doing it all and so I think it's really important to share that wisdom that is so beautiful and then I want to hear yours because you did this last year and I mean you're doing this right now and this isn't your first wolf Mm -hmm. so 
that's incredibly beautiful. We were just talking about you and Maya's dynamic, Mm -hmm. um, about how, like, you guys are, like, your friendship is just so beautiful to, for all of us to be witness to, because you guys came together, and a couple, couples are on the farm, but it's, like, they're in a romantic relationship, but this is, like, a, this is, like, a sisterhood Mm -hmm. you guys are in, Mm -hmm. traveling, and it's beautiful to be witness to, so I just wanted to put that out there, um, but, it sucks. That's all I can say. Like in the beginning, I was so terrified. So many things could have gone wrong, and some of those things did go wrong. Mm-hmm. But they did teach me. And even the mis- at the oh God, the biggest mistakes, but also the biggest, most beautiful lessons have happened in Washington State. And it was so hard that one way ticket that I bought. And I didn't know where I was living. Like I did not. I had a one way ticket, but I did not know where I was going to be living, where I was going to be staying. And I applied to so many different places. Two responded, one I was trying to figure out, one I canceled on. So it was just like, everything was up in the air. I had no control. And for humans, when we don't have control, we lose our shit. Like, I was freaking out. I was crying. Like, my family didn't really have empathy for me, except for one of my siblings, who was just like, you're so brave. And then the rest of my family is like, oh, this is part of being human. I'm like, have you done this? Like, I don't know. Man, toe itching. Oh, my God. <laughs> just for oh. the visual, this goat he is spreading his toes on me and then using <laughs> that as a little place to lick his toes. So that's something that I was looking forward to right now. Yeah. Um, so it's hard. So I've had to learn how to let go of control. This is so cute. I've had to learn how to let go of control and how to surrender to things and having to trust and rely on people and ask for help. So difficult. I grew up in a way where I felt like asking for help was used against me. And, um, so embracing that and allowing that to be, and especially being on a farm, like I'm volunteering for food and for shelter. And that takes a lot of honesty between the owner of the farm and me and between me and the other interns here. Um, yeah, so solo travel is also the most freeing. So that was just like little side notes, but I, even though times have sucked, I've loved every moment of of observation outside that time and I it's just been beautiful um and right now I am just doing a lot of reflecting that on things that that have happened recently and then um hi Abby there's also a big white Pyrenees mountain dog behind us I think she's a Pyrenees yeah I think she's a Pyrenees um and then the good aspects are, and some people don't like this, but I like the idea that nobody knows me mm-hmm. and that I can show up how I need to show up and I can create a new, because again, we're multifaceted. We can create so many personas and things that we want to do mm-hmm. because why not? Um, and so many different layers. Like you just told me you were in a band and I was like, what? Like, that's so fucking amazing. Um, and picking up different things from other different woofers and they're basically strangers from other parts of the world and hearing their stories and connecting them to your stories and it's so freeing when you can become this social butter whoa hello this social butterfly in this place of love um in which there's room for curiosity and bravery and fear and embracing all of it so yeah that's a good way of putting it thank you yeah i think you're totally right like Mm -hmm. you do learn so much from (laughs) <laughs> from the people you meet while you're traveling oh yeah right in the hair um something that i say all the time is that the best education you can get this goat is itching. i'm gonna take a picture of this with your phone <laughs> on me um anyway 
the best education you can get is from travel. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Hi, buddy. I hope that my kid's scratching. This is so cute. Anyway, anyway. Um, and so... Hi, buddy. Um, I took a gap year between high school and college, and I learned more in that one year than I had um, about various things. Like, I definitely didn't learn math during that year. Right. But I learned more about the world and how to... Um, I think you wrote about this, how to exist in the world or something like that. Yeah. Um, when I was traveling than I did in school. Mm-hmm. Because um, this is super off topic, but okay. I... But it kind of follows. Um, I was taking... A class and we learned about in group versus out group mm-hmm. like that psychology um phenomenon Do, have you heard of it no okay so basically um your in group is people that you that your mind like subconsciously finds similar to you so like people who are around your age okay Abby, or people <laughs> <laughs> that was really polite oh, um no. or people who are like the same race as you or mm-hmm. people who are have like similar financial standings as you mm-hmm. we like typically automatically place those people in an in-group and then others who don't fall into that in-group are placed in the out-group mm-hmm. and um the way and so that that's what causes a lot of like discrimination and stuff like that because people are not seen as like the same as us and yeah. so the way to solve that is um spending more time with people who are in your out-group mm-hmm. and um and then it just humanizes people more so like if there's all this segregation and stuff like that we're not gonna oh I love that your eye gunk has been <laughs> spread to me thank you um if there's a separation between any type of people like if I mm-hmm. only spent time with people who are also 20 years old I would think someone who's like 10 years old or 40 mm-hmm. years old is um I don't know, can't be similar to me, but then yeah. if I spent time with people who were, like, 10 or 40, you know, whatever other age, I would start to be, like, okay, well, we have these things in common, right. and they would, like, transfer into my in-group, and, um, and so... i blanket just in case you're good. tries shitting everywhere. <laughs> and, um... Oh! Anyway, um, so I feel like, so I know that with travel, I've met so many more different types of people that were definitely in my out group, again, subconsciously. It wasn't like I purposefully chose for that to happen. Yeah. Obviously, I don't think that anyone really would, um, or most people wouldn't. And so I think I experienced um, a lot of out groups transforming into in groups, which is like one of the most amazing parts of travel. In my mind. Yes. Oh, my God. I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Where, So everybody here on this farm, so now that you and Maya are here for a little bit, uh, we're all the same age, basically. We're mm-hmm. maybe like four or five months apart. Yeah, um, but everybody else here is 23 and older. And so I got here as a 19-year-old, mm-hmm. and all of these people are, like, four of them are married, and the rest of them are just, like, you know, they've gone to college. A lot of them went to graduate school or you know, whatever, they have, like, whole lives, they lived, like, really cool big lives, and I'm over here, like, this fresh out of high school baby, like, they're, like, hey, you're just a baby here, and I'm, like, yeah, I am just a baby here, and, um, but learning that they've embraced me, like, one of the friends here is, um, 26 years old, and I'm only 19, and that's, like, what, eight years difference, seven years difference, yeah, so it's, like, that like but her being so kind to me like I'm just another 26 year old and they're not being any kind of difference or the other one being 24 and her not caring that I'm 19 and we were even talking about this last night like under the picnic tables where they're like yeah you act more like a 22 or 23 year old than a 19 year old and I'm mm-hmm. like I do get that I looked at I 
I get that I'm older, that I look older than I, I am, and that I act older than I am. But trauma also does that. And all of us have experienced trauma in our own little ways of being human. And that's like off topic, but I love bringing that topic up um, within. Um, but I love the way you said that, like the out groups becoming the in groups. And that's, it's really shown up in travel because we're all... It's not what our age or our outside facade is showing. It's what our internal compass is leading us to. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, my next question, which mm-hmm. was the fun one, is... Yeah. Do you know Rosebud Thorne? Oh, per the name. Okay, it's totally fine. So, um, my friends and I at school play this all the yeah. time. Um, it's like a little game that... It, I don't know, it's like a, a nice way to hear about, oh, thank you, people's days. Yeah. And so, um, usually at dinner at school, we'll do, we'll ask people their rosebud thorn, and rose is something good that happened that day. Bud is something you're excited for coming up at yeah. any point, could be like years in the future, could be the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and thorn is something that wasn't great that happened. And you can play for, like, what was your rosebud thorn for the day or, like, for the week or from your vacation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so, anyway, what has been your rosebud thorn? Let me see what exactly I said, but I think it was yeah. since getting here. Yeah. Actually, I used to play that my sophomore mm-hmm. year of high school. The teacher would ask that. He's like, okay, for our warm-up before class starts, what's your – we just said rose and thorn. never oh, heard cool. of bud. Oh, yeah. But and now I know what you're talking about. Yes. So, okay, since getting here, what has been – it's a big question, so take your time. Um, so I think Rose has definitely been community. When I first got here, so many things had happened and I was so overwhelmed and I was getting a tour of the farm that night after, you know, I've already told you all the overwhelmingness mm-hmm. and I got to my cabin and I just started crying. I was like, cause the farm didn't feel exactly what I wanted in mm-hmm. the beginning. And so it's just like, I'm here. And I said till September, I don't love the place. And now I love the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the, like the first day I was like, I don't love the place and you know I'm in an unknown place and I like my parents don't want me to go home right now because they want me to experience being an adult and you know I don't really have anywhere else to go because everybody's like you need to get out and experience mm-hmm. the world so it's just like I feel stuck here and so that was like in the beginning that was such a hard thing but now I feel so embraced by the land by um, even though we don't speak to the owner a whole lot the stories that I've heard of his compassion mm-hmm allows me to feel safer um and just the community of the sisterhood here like I've had so many great conversations at like one in the morning Mm -hmm. of just like walking into the back pasture or eating in the lounge and everybody eating together and everybody laughing together despite our differences Mm -hmm. and despite you know who we were in the past or who will be in the future so the community is the rose and I've been looking for community for the past like five months of my life I tried making communities at home Mm -hmm. of sisterhoods but it never worked out and then when I lived with my friend in Colorado it was just me and her and I didn't have any of my own friends in person so I just felt stuck and now I have my own people um in a way that they can perceive me and I can perceive them, but we're changing and it's so cool mm-hmm. within that. And then my bud is, I really want to like become like a pro of doing stuff on the farm so mm-hmm. I can have my own farm when I'm older. So I'm really excited to know things. And everybody here has their own little crafts and I love crafts. And my friend is coming, um, who's like my one of my best friends Yay. since freshman year of high school. So yeah. Um, they're gonna come and be here for a few months and that's gonna be a little piece of home that I'm missing um so those are my buds and then my thorns are 
Um, I'm not used to the labor. <laughs> I'm honestly not used to the labor. I've been so exhausted. I go to bed so exhausted. I wake up super tired. My body's just been aching for the past week. And some days I literally get up and I'm like, I don't want to do anything, but I'm scheduled. Mm-hmm. So I get up and just have to persevere. But it's also helped me learn mindfulness. And that's something that the universe has been like ricocheting in my ears. I've been having like body aches. Like I was telling you mm-hmm. somebody about like the pain in my shoulder. Yeah. And so I kept like massaging and the one thing that I kept hearing is like you need to be more mindful with your movements. Nobody's rushing you. Nobody's telling you you have to be done because I mean milking when you milk you have Mm -hmm. to be on a like a timed schedule but like when you're doing feed you can be as mindful as you possibly want. Mm -hmm. When you are you know at market you can be mindful with talking to the customers and when you're just walking around doing your own thing you're not in any rush to be eating or to getting your coffee or to simply you know, going to look at the schedule. So I'm learning to just slow down and be mindful within where I am um, because the labor is laborious. But the labor doesn't have to be laborious. It's because I'm rushing myself Mm -hmm. and I'm not being mindful with the movements that Mm -hmm. I'm performing within my body. And so, yeah, I guess I just kind of circled that back around to a lesson, but it's the same thing. It's still thorn. Yeah. What's yours been since you've only been here? What? Like, four days five days maybe three days no i think this is my fourth day i think you're right um and also what you're saying about the labor and stuff Mm -hmm. um i think like we get used to the labor that we um typically surround ourselves with so like i'm sure Mm -hmm. there is labor that you got up to back home like maybe doing Mm -hmm. chores or like Mm -hmm. yeah whatever i think was it you that said you had a big garden or was that someone else yeah i had a big garden yeah exactly so um i think you're completely right it's just about adjusting to it um, and like what you were saying about, or no, when you're, what you were saying when we were clipping the, <laughs> the goat hoof, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's like you were super tuned into the goat. And I think that's important on the farm is like, I think sometimes I forget that I'm taking care of animals instead of just doing chores. And so once you like tune in with the animals, I, I feel like it makes it easier. Cause it's like, Oh, I'm like literally giving this animal the food that it needs today. Right. Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I, was, I was expecting you to say live, and I'm like, wait, literally, a lot of them are... This is really sad, guys, but a lot of the goats here, they're sold sometimes to just be livestock. Like, we... They're, like, our friends on the farm, but then sometimes we can't have these same goats for forever, so somebody will be like, can we have them? And we don't typically ask, it, you know, where they're going, but sometimes they, they just go as food, and it's really interesting. A lot of people that I've talked to on the farm has talked about this ode to death, Um, where it's a place of you're learning that grieving is a beautiful process and sometimes you get really attached to the animals here because there's so many and sometimes they die of natural causes or they have to be sold or you know they get hurt and they have to be put down or something and it's getting used to that cycle of life and death and well I just wanted you to I yeah that was so wonderful (laughs) that you said that even though it sounded like I wasn't expecting it I was like yeah literally (laughs) I'm glad. Um, okay. Hmm. I always love hearing people's rose buds and thorns, but I'm always so bad at thinking of them on the spot. Okay, okay. since getting here, I guess that's easier for me because I've been here for fewer days. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say definitely one of the biggest roses is what you said, the community. Mm-hmm. Um, the farm that we just came... Oh, this was what I was thinking of. The mm-hmm. farm that we just came from, there wasn't um, really a community, and we definitely didn't feel like we were we were the right people to be helping on that farm. Mm. And so it was nice to get here and feel like we were 
mm-hmm. the right people and what we like to do was what the farm needed. Yeah. Um, and it just felt like we were talking about this earlier, mm-hmm. nice to like be wanted by a place. Um, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like, it's such a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like overall that would be the most rosiest rose. Mm-hmm. Um, my bud, this is like very, um, I think yours were like cool and abstract mm-hmm. and like overviewy and mine is I'm super excited to go to the market mm-hmm. um I love that I've yeah. heard so many fun stories about it mm-hmm. and um I don't know one of the possible summer jobs I was gonna have mm-hmm. was working at like a farm stand or something like that Aww. and so it's nice to like still live out that like summer daydream job yeah um somewhere where I'm doing like everything I want to be doing Mm. Um, and I love interacting with new people. Yeah. And so it's been super fun meeting everyone on the farm because there are so many interns right now. Um, and it'll be cool to, like, step out of the farm life and meet people, um, on the street and whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay, that is my bud. Let me think of my thorn. Um, very few thorns here. I think the contrast of the last place we were <laughs> makes, uh, makes this place look even better. Mm. Um, but... I think I think general thorn is knowing that we'll probably be like Maya and I will probably be leaving. Um, I mean, we'll be leaving before a lot of people, and also we'll have like less time to spend with everyone, um, yeah. which is like exciting because then we'll be able to make a really cool mark for like a short amount of time, like you were saying, mm-hmm. like short and sweet. Um, and and I'm really excited to see how that'll go and how. Like, those relationships will continue past when we leave. Um, But it's definitely sad to know, like, we're not staying for a long time. Yeah. That's, like, I know a lot of woofing places, they only accept for, like, two weeks. Mm -hmm. And that's something I didn't really want because when I go to a place, I want to completely be enveloped in it and Mm -hmm. have that time in my life be the place. But who's to say, like, the two weeks is who you are right now and then you'll go live another chapter of your life. And... Um, that's something hard too, is like there, you know, the other people have been here for seven months, Mm -hmm. anywhere from four, seven months or two, two years. Mm -hmm. And they've had so many people come in and out and I hear stories of them and they're all so cool and Mm -hmm. so vast. Like one of them played the guitar for the goats when the goats were born. And yeah, another one was a random dude who backpacked here and then took two goats and what? like stole or no no he bought two little goats apparently and then um they dropped him off in the woods and he's like yeah i'm gonna live off the land till i die oh my god yeah yeah four goats (laughs) i i heard that he took really good care of them and they were like his buddies like they would sleep in the tent with him back here and that is really adorable and there's been like 16 girls here at once last summer Mm -hmm. and um i had a cool friend who lived out uh was on the farm twice who was just like yeah you need to go and that's why i ended up signing up Mm -hmm. um and things like that, like there's so many good stories of people. And there was a philosopher here who had a really cool story about mushrooms growing out of the body of Jesus. And I'm like, damn, like all these unique people, but they came and they left. Yeah. Um, and so I'm happy to eventually become one of those people that can experience a lot of people and then be like, all right, like I got to experience you and we can have a social media connection afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that brief moment was all I needed to learn from yeah. you and you from me. And, but at the same time, I'm the kind of person that also, like, gets anxiously attached to people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, you're leaving? <laughs> no, things are going to be so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's good. They're supposed to be. Right, exactly. Because, yeah. 
everything in life is a cycle. It has to live, it has to die, and that's the way humans survive, or that's the way our species has survived. Um, yeah, those are, that was wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, do you want to do the love questions? Yes, I will find two really good ones. All right. Yeah, we have like 20 minutes, so we can do <laughs> okay. how many 20 minutes okay, gives lovely. us. Lovely. Oh, it's loading. No worries. The, the Wi-Fi back here is probably ass. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, this one, so this is meant to be played with someone that you're, okay, so this, this thing is called the 36 questions that lead to love, and it's a New York Times article, um, and it's come up a bunch of times in my life, because I just love asking people these questions, but it is funny, because some of them are like, tell me what your partner's, like, favorite animal is, mm-hmm. and I'll be asking it to my friend, and they'll be like, um, what? But, <laughs> okay, so this one, I'll just replace the word partner with, like, each other. Yeah. Um, name three things that you and I, mm-hmm. okay, you and I appear to have in common. Solo travel. I think our appreciation for other diverse peoples and their religions and their outlooks on life, because you seem like a very curious person towards my life. I'm very curious about your life. I think we share that curiosity and that's mm-hmm. what people, that's why we are people people. Mm-hmm. Like we love that. And I see you as a social butterfly fellow one as well. Um, and I love that. And then what's the third one? I think we share a pretty artsy-fartsy style. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. I think so, too. Um, okay. Oh, this is actually a really hard question. Not because we don't have a lot of things in common, but because you just said three really good ones. <laughs> um, okay, mine will be, I feel like, kind of similar to yours. This one is different. Um, I feel like you have so many good creative ideas that you just, like, feel compelled to... Um, to like let come to fruition or create and um and I love that about you I think that's really cool thank you and um that's something that I feel a lot like I have and I have a Destiny's kind of talking about this how it's like a lot of starting projects but not necessarily finishing it and I think you finish you okay with it? <laughs> I think you finish your projects but like at home I have this whole scrapbook for my gap year that I'm working on yeah and like a bunch of other projects that are in the making mm-hmm. that I definitely plan to finish um but I love that like we kind of share that creative spark. Yeah. Buddy. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I think, yeah, I think you're definitely right. It's interesting because um, you were talking about how, like, you're this one person here and then maybe it'll be another person somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm very um, extroverted. The word I actually meant to say was introverted, but mm-hmm. it's I was going to say I'm very introverted and extroverted. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, I super need my alone time. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that you would say that I'm, like, super social. So I think mm-hmm. at this place, I am someone who's extroverted, which mm-hmm. is cool. Anyway, that yeah. was not something we have. I mean, that is something we have in common. Mm-hmm. That's what you said. Yeah. Um, no, you are right. I'm the same <laughs> way. Like, I love being around people, but when my social battery is dead, mm-hmm. I'm like, nobody talk to me. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Um, I oh I think this is something that I've realized we have in common is you really like the one-on-one like asking each other questions kind of talk Mm -hmm. that has always been one of my favorite things is just like I love to get to know like I don't know people I love to get to know kind of everyone like the in-group versus out-group thing like I just really think that it's a huge part of the human experience to get to know people yeah and um and asking questions and learning where you and someone else overlap and like and stuff like that just is such an important thing and I think we both share that 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let me think of a really good buddy. P. Third one. You must be sneezing today. I know, honestly, it's so sneezy. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, like a connection to Earth is definitely something that. So when when Maggie was first leading Maya and I around, mm-hmm. she was like, "You guys will get along really well." Like, mm-hmm. like. It's just... Like me and you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, all <laughs> three of us. Uh-huh. Um, she was... All oh, those birds are so cool. Um, she was, like... <gasps> They're following that pattern. Oh, my God. We get to witness this right now. I love birds so much. Oh, my God. That's a cinematic moment. That was really cool. Um, Didn't mean to cut you off. I was no, just, like, no, holy no, crap. That was amazing. Um, bless you, buddy. Okay, now I'm trying to think of what I was just saying. Um, Those are so cute. <laughs> Maggie said that me and oh, you yeah, yeah. would get along. Yeah, yeah, um, Because, like, Maya and I were talking about the earth and how mm. we love farming because we feel like it connects us to it and just, like, yeah. being very involved in the world around us and stuff like that. So I mm-hmm. think that's that's my third one. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I definitely see that. I, like, I was so nervous to, like, meet you guys at first oh for some God. reason. And I knocked on the door, and Maya's like, hello. And I was like, hi. <laughs> and then we just, like, talked. And she's like, yeah, Wynn would love to be having this conversation right now. Oh I forgot God. what we were talking That's about. That's so cute. Yeah, it was she really cute. That. Um, okay, wow. Oh, is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it yet? two things one's very vulnerable one is like also on this podcast it's like a digital diary like at this point I'm I think vulnerability is the ode to compassion ode is such like a big word right now I don't know why but I love that word it just tickles my tongue correctly um but it's like first of all I've wanted a romantic relationship for a while and I've always pushed it away I've had so many opportunities and I guess intuitively they never felt right I knew Mm -hmm. that they would not end the way I wanted to but I think they would have taught me. And now that I've had more of a taste of romance um, that I was looking for for such a long time, I crave that. But then when it comes to the situations actually happening of being in a relationship, I'm really scared of commitment. So that's something that like I really want, but it also is just like terrifying. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is like I compare myself to the solo travels the solo travelers that go to Europe or mm. to South America or to Africa mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I'm downplaying it so much like I only went like 7,000 miles from home when these people are going like hundreds of thousand mm-hmm. miles away from home and so I compare myself and I'm just like why am I not going bigger and bolder but it takes one step and mm-hmm. hearing everybody else's stories about their life um, like one of them lived at Yosemite and had a wonderful time mm-hmm. And I'm like, why didn't I live at Yosemite and all these things? But it's like, I had to take it one step at a time. And they're like, a lot of them didn't start their cool life journey, what they (laughs) call, um, until they were like in their more mid 20s or like 22. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm 19. And they're like, hold on, we admire you so much, Hallie, because you're so young and so observant of things that we aren't learning until now. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of went in a circle of different things. But it's really interesting to be a younger person with a different perspective of life and to be in comparison but then have compassion for where you're at in life and allowing yourself to be that version of yourself because you're not always going to have it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Thank you. And I also think that, like, 
the people that also the way that we view the people that experience Europe is just the way that they choose to retell the stories. Ooh, yes. Which is not necessarily mm-hmm. how it went. Um, yeah. There's this really cool painting my my cousin introduced me to when we were traveling. Mm-hmm. And oh, I actually have it. Uh, <gasps> let me find yeah. it. But uh, the New York Times, <laughs> this should be an ad for the New York Times. They wrote an article on on this particular painting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and they used this phrase in it, and they called it, they said that it, this um, this painting depicts the 1,000 natural shocks of travel. <gasps> Hang on, it's loading right now. Oh, they gave me the chills. Yeah. Wow. Um, and my cousin told me this when we were, I, I believe it was when we were stuck on a train that <laughs> wouldn't go with no AC and it was really hot. And like oh. everything was just kind of not going to plan. We were missing yeah. things because the train was stuck. It was just like mm. one of those travel days. And mm. um, I never like revealed that on social media because I don't I don't super reveal like every part of my travels on social media yeah. um and um and so no one would know that that happened and no one would know that that was one of the many natural shocks of travel wow it's mm-hmm. really taking its time to mm-hmm. load um okay. it's really cool so if mm-hmm. I had to describe it I would say it's like um it's a painting of a lot of I think men holding mm-hmm. their these like triangle shaped hats mm-hmm. and they're like blowing away in the wind and some of the hats have blown away and they're like mountains in the distance and mm-hmm. stuff like that and so the hats blowing away is kind of like the natural shock it's like something that like it's kind of like an expect the unexpected kind of thing like it's it's mm-hmm. natural it'll happen you're traveling you're experiencing something new but right. it's a shock because you never know what is going to be yeah. not going to plan right um, so anyway I think no matter where you travel you're still gonna get those natural shocks and um and not necessarily necessarily um be on the inside of that part of like in uh Europe travelers mm-hmm. okay it's not loading but okay. I will show you it later okay yeah um mm-hmm. oh now I'm forgetting what was the question what's something you wish you had done yeah, what, uh, yeah, what's something that you wish you had done and why haven't you done it? I um, think. Hmm. Let me think. So, uh, this, I don't have the answer yet as I'm answering, but um, this reminds me of it. So there's this book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying by Bronnie Ware, Ooh. and it's my favorite book I've ever read. Bronnie Ware was um, an, a, a caregiver for the elderly. Mm-hmm. And um, she originally had a blog, and when she started writing about um, what the elderly revealed to her that they regret, her blog blew up because this is, like, probably the most valuable thing you could ever learn is, like, what people who have lived their whole life Mm -hmm. wish that they could have done with that life. And it's like, oh, my gosh, that's actually exactly what we need to hear. Mm -hmm. And so totally, totally paraphrasing and possibly wrong. Some of them are like, I wish I had told people exactly how I felt or, like, I wish Mm -hmm. I had put my life before my job and like it everything is very specific person to person these Mm -hmm. people's stories but she like groups them into these general categories that are applicable to most people definitely not everybody I mean there's like different reasons why people would do different things um and I think if I had to answer this question right now I'd probably say something I wish I had done but haven't done yet is completely follow the advice of this book because it's hard Mm -hmm. it's hard to be like um like say exactly what you're thinking at every moment when it's going to be helpful or stuff like that and like I learned so much from the book but I've applied not all of it yet um Mm -hmm. and I think what's holding me back is just the um 
possible consequences of doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't, if I put my life before a job when I'm older, the possible consequences of that is incredibly scary to me. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think we live in like the fact that I read that book and it still means so much to me means that it's like for the rest of my life going to impact my decisions. Mm-hmm. And so I'm already, I feel like on a better track than I was. You should definitely read this book. It is so good. Yeah. It made me cry so much, but in a great way. I see like, I feel like I've seen pieces of it on mm-hmm. like TikTok. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, a lot of things will compel us and then we're like in that moment we're like we're gonna change Mm -hmm. we're gonna take this advice and we're gonna roll with it and it's gonna be our life motto Mm -hmm. and then when it comes down to it we disappoint in a quotation air quotes we disappoint ourselves in the point where we're like we're not showing up as that but I think that over time we will fully adopt those things and I think over time you will find the thing and I've done a lot of like random shadow work I guess you could say with um, putting my life before money. Like I came here and I speak this out to the universe. I'm very abundant. I have a bunch of money cause I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> Just like saying that to the universe, but I did travel here with very little money for a lot of people's comfort zones. Mm-hmm. And, um, because I'm volunteering, you know, I don't need a whole lot of money except for the little excursions when my days are off. Mm-hmm. And so I, some people, they, they're really uncomfortable with only having a little bit of money, um, and putting volunteering over a job. But to me, I would rather experience life than be in a desk job and not experience life. Like yeah. I'd rather experience than have comfortability. And I've gone through so much uncomfortability the past month where I'm just like, I'm cool with the uncomfortability now. Like I'm being thrown this uncomfortability for me to learn that it's okay to not be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And same with um, like speaking authentically. Some people I've dealt with a lot of, I'm trying to make a podcast episode on this, Narcissist, um, where when I speak a boundary, they freak out because they don't have a very strong sense of self. So when you tell them that they did something bad, they cannot digest it at all. Mm-hmm. And so I've really struggled with narcissists being in my life. I'm realizing everywhere since a child to now. Um, and so communicating my feelings, I feel like always have consequences mm-hmm. because of those narcissists in my life that didn't have a stability of who they are. And so now I'm learning that I'm going to speak if you do something that really bothers me some way shape or form I will let you know that that was a boundary that's crossed and if you do not like it then you can leave I will leave that's that's fine Um, but saying those things even when you're scared and the right people will say I am sorry and I will not do that again or I'll try my best to not and the wrong people will just undermine you and just say they'll say you're making me the asshole and yada yada so it's it's really interesting that you bring up those two exact you know little situations um because that's something that I'm learning a lot right now and um I think over time you'll find those answers in your own way like it doesn't have to be black and white it can be so colorful it can be gray it can be whatever um finding the in-between where you find comfortability in the uncomfortable but also your human existence is keen to your life and nobody else's We have five more minutes. Do you have anything else to say to the followers? Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for listening. Oh um, yeah. yeah. If you've made it this far, we give you a applaud. Yes. <laughs> Much applause. The goats do too. <laughs> They're so cute. They are so uh, cute. Well, I don't know if I have any closing remarks. Good podcast. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs>
I'm so happy that like when you woof you meet so many cool strangers like and you're gonna go back to the east coast and I'll never may I may never see you again or maybe down the line I'll text you and be like hey I'm in this area where are you what are you doing Mm -hmm. um but it's so crazy and it's so wild and I was just sitting there with Emily and Maggie yesterday and I was like can you guys believe that we're strangers Mm -hmm. but somehow you know me and I know you guys and they're like wow and I was like yeah that's I've been thinking about that one a lot so and the fact that a lot of people won't ever experience this the random strangers fleeting moments of beauty and of exhaust sometimes and of pain but it's so wildly potent and cool yeah yeah but i thank you for listening and we appreciate you being here and i appreciate you being you and trying your best and showing up in the world even when i know it's hard to be brave enough to do that because the world can tear you down but i will talk to you again later bye bye and i hope that wherever you are and place and time um that things are going well and if not take a deep breath and i know it's so cliche but you fucking got this one day you'll understand what's happening um and yeah, send me a message at hallyloves.u if you have any questions, if you want to talk further. I love hearing from you guys. Um, this little family is going pretty big. We're at 7,000 followers, and I'm hearing from you guys from all over the world. And it's really, really beautiful to bear witness to this connection from the interweb. So yeah, again, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>